Hey everyone, so today I'm going to talk about something that has been on my heart for a while to share. I just haven't had time. Um, So here we are. Today I'm going to talk about some practical tips on having a relationship with God and what that looks like throughout the day um, because I'm very big on not just meeting with God during your devotion time every day. Um, I'm big with living your life with Him every day, all throughout the day, um, so that... We walk with him because it's not sit with God in the cool of the day. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. So, um, okay, so I'm going to start with one of my favorite Psalms. It's in Psalm 27. It says, verse 8, it says, When you said, seek my face, and it's talking about God, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. So this is like the Old Testament I believe it's the Old Testament version of what James says in James, I think it's James 4, um, when it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So the cool thing about this, and this is something that like really touched my heart when God showed this to me, um, because um, just to back up, backtrack, backtrack real quick, um, for, so I've been born again for 14 years and Um, I basically, a lot, a lot of times just cause I didn't understand, I was destroyed for the lack of knowledge, like it says in the Bible. So I didn't understand some things. Um, and so I used to really think that like God didn't like me and all this other silly stuff. And so I always had like this passion for Jesus and, and I did pursue in the best way that I knew how, you know, and that's the cool thing about God is that he's, he's not gonna, you know, like a lot of people that I know think that. Um, let's say like Paul, let's just say Paul, Paul did all these amazing things for God. And then there's other Christians who don't seem to, and obviously we're all called to do amazing things. But the cool thing about God is that he sees our heart and he sees where we're at. So he's not going to judge you based on all the wisdom in the world. If you only have, you know, a part of it, you know what I mean? So that's the cool, that's one thing I love about him. He's so fair. Um, so that's why the Bible says it's actually not wise if you compare yourself to others because um, it's just, you know, there's no reason to because we're not going to be um, judged based on other people's callings. We're going to be judged based on ours and what we're called to do and, and what he's revealed to us. That's why the Bible says um, if you to whom much is given, much is required. So if you seek and ask and you're going to find and you're going to... Um, be given. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's also, it's obviously amazing, but it's also very like, it keeps you sober because you're, you know, you're given these secrets to the kingdom in the, the, you know, the keys to the kingdom and you're going to be held accountable for that someday. So anyway, so that was like a tangent there, but, um, so anyway, so one thing that God showed me because I used to think he didn't like me and all this stuff. So I was always, um, kind of, I guess you could say, I, I guess the best word would be stifled. Um, so I always had like this heart to know Jesus and, you know, and all this stuff and, and he's good. And I did know him to an extent, you know, I just always didn't believe that he didn't like me. (laughs) So, so anyway, the point of what I'm saying is that 
you know, whenever you draw near to God, I used to basically think, oh, maybe I can draw near to God, but God's definitely not going to want want to draw near to me. And that's where the importance of believing the Bible comes into, because if it says draw near to God and he will draw near to you, period, that's what the truth is, because he can't lie. There's no like, you know, it, God doesn't lie. He doesn't like say things and, um, you know, mean another, you know, he doesn't, I think there's actually a song that, that goes, you don't hide yourself in um, to tease us, you don't give your heart in pieces or something like that, which is really true. He doesn't like say things and then go, oh, by the way, well, <laughs> I know I promised it, but you're not going to get it. That's not how he is. So the cool thing about draw near to God and he will draw near to you is that if you actually have a desire in your heart to draw near to God, if you have a desire in your heart to know him, to walk with him, to have a relationship with him, to walk closely with him all the days of your life, if that's the desire of yours, it's not because you just woke up one day and you're like, huh, I'm going to draw near to God. It's because he's actually drawing you. The Bible says that God, um, no one, no one comes to the father unless he is drawn by him. So God actually is the one who draws us, which is like so beautiful. So if you have the, these desires in your heart to, to know him, that's because he actually is the one who put those there because he knows that if you draw near to him, he can draw near to you. It's just like a, a forever game of tag. Like you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. So you draw near to him. So he'll draw near to you. Like it's the same thing with love. We love because he first loved us. And you know, it's not what the Bible says, but you could say we draw near to him because he first drew near to us. Like, and you can say that with scripture, but obviously it's not those exact words, but that's what it's saying. So, um, I just want to give like some tips on, on what this looks like. So, um, some people ask me like, what, what does it look like? Cause I know some people like, well, even probably most people kind of learn with examples, you know, um, that's how I learned. So, um, what the, the first thing I do when I wake up is I always talk to to the Lord. Sometimes like, you know, I'll just be like, Hey God. And then I'll like check the weather. You know, it's not, it's not always like this crazy thing. Like you don't have to put this pressure on yourself to do all these things because you're not a human doing, you're a human being, right? So it's all about being. It's always about being with him, being his, and being who he created you to be. So it's always about just walking with him and peace and intimacy and friendship. It's fun. Um, he's amazing. He He's your father and he wants to teach you. He want, The word discipline actually... Um, I don't know. It's either in Corinthians, Hebrews, or Romans, one of those books, I think, where it talks about he disciplines. That word actually means instruct, which I think is, like, so amazing because I used to never really understand. Like, I always thought it was, like, God hitting you with a rod or something, you know. Hey, that rhymes. Um, And I was always, like, you know, when I read those verses. And that's not even what he's talking about. He's talking about instructing you. He's talking about teaching you. That's That's what discipline is. It's teaching And so, um, anyway, so when I wake up, I'll talk to Jesus. Sometimes, uh, one thing I like to do is actually like to start the the day with a Bible verse. Um, and if I actually have on, on Reddit, actually, um, I have a, I think it's, uh, well, I have a sub that I started. It's called friends of God, um, friends with an S O F G O D on Reddit. That's the sub name. And, um, I have something on there called how to meditate and stuff as a Christian. So if you want to read that, um, I might've even, I don't remember if I actually talked about it on this podcast, but I have done, um, videos on YouTube and stuff about it. So anyway, so, um, I like to start the day with a Bible verse and, and it's really cool because it, 
you'll get so much out of it. Like a lot of people think that you have to read like 25 chapters a day to actually like retain stuff. Sometimes I'll actually be in one Bible verse for weeks. Like I was just in Romans 5 for like the first five verses. I have it like memorized because I read it so much. Um, I was in Romans the first five verses for like I don't even know, like three weeks probably. And I was in like verse one for like a week. Like it's just so, there's so much amazing stuff in it. And so I like to start the day with a verse sometimes if I remember. You know, again, there's no pressure. Um, It's not like you have to do all the stuff to please him. It's just me in my own way drawing near to the Lord and giving him my day, right? So, you know, um, even just for example, let's say I start the verse that we started with today, Psalm 27, verse 8. When you said, seek my face, when I would think of that, I'd just be like, wow, God, you actually have given me an invitation to seek you. And not just you, but your face. Like something like that, you know, it's just intimate. And I could actually go on that for a long time because my heart is like intimacy with God. So I know like all the verses, um, you know, I've written them down. I've meditated on them for hours. They're just really good. Um, obviously I still have like a zillion things to learn, but it's always so exciting finding, um, the intimacy verses. Um, and actually red is a color. I color code in my Bible and red is intimacy or walking with God, anything like that. And so this one's red, but, um, so anyway, so I'll be like, wow, God, like I actually, it wasn't my idea to seek your face. It was your idea. And you're the one who actually said, seek my face. And then my heart says to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. So I just thank you, God, that you're teaching me how to seek you. And I turned it into a prayer, just like I'm doing right now. I'm just giving you an example. And so I just like, wow, God, thank you that you have given me a heart to know you, God, that you are teaching me how to seek your face, God, that, that I have eyes to see, God, you've given me eyes to see your eyes and you have given me ears to hear your voice, God. And I thank you that every day of my life is going to consist of walking with you. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're teaching me this. You're my teacher. You're leading me into all truth. And you're teaching me how to walk with you, God, what it looks like practically, God. And just like that, you know, and I could obviously go on, but I'm not going to, just to give you an example. So, but anyway, so um, another favorite verse of mine, and I honestly don't really know what I'm going to say. I just know I want to give tips on this. So, um, if this is a melting pot, I do apologize. So I actually, I probably have talked about it before. I don't really remember, but if I have, I apologize for saying it again, but I had this amazing life-changing encounter with Holy Spirit. Um, it was actually, I think it was May 8th, 2008, if I remember correctly. And, um, it just, it's, it was amazing. It was like this amazing dream that was like, it, it had to be real. It was just amazing. And so when I woke up, the verse he gave me was John 17, 3. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So now every time, like, and he just began teaching me out of that and speaking to me. So eternal life is knowing him. So we always talk, like a lot of people think that eternal life is heaven, you know, and obviously it could be too. But it's actually, Jesus defines it in John 17, 3, eternal life is knowing him, right? So that's what it's all about. It's about walking with him. It's about knowing him. It's about sharing your life with him. Um, I truly believe that we on earth, like obviously we're here to look like Jesus and all that amazing stuff too. But if we could just get to know him on earth, like whenever we leave our earthly tents and go be with Jesus forever, like it's just going to be a continuation of that. Like, I don't want to just be meeting Jesus for the first time, really, um, whenever I go to heaven. Like, I want to, like, run to him, 
give him a kiss, just like we're old pals, you know, and obviously I know he's God and Yahweh and the, the king of the universe, but he's also my love and he's also my friend and he's my, you know, he's my everything. So there's nothing wrong with saying you want to give Jesus a kiss on the cheek, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, so, um, I want it to be like, wow, I already know him. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh my gosh, you know, cause I'm not a servant. I'm a friend. He calls me a friend. And that's, that's like a calling for everybody. Um, that's the calling is to be his friend. Right. And so, um, so anyway, so eternal life is knowing him. And actually, if you look at the verse before in verse two, it says, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. So it's really cool because Jesus is the answer and so is Holy Spirit and so is the father, but Jesus, it's by Jesus that we actually get to have intimacy with God. Like it's by him, by his sacrifice and just to go, man, you got me preaching now. I got like 25 verses that just came up. Not really 25, probably two to five. <laughs> um, okay. So Hebrews, we're going to go to Hebrews real quick. So Hebrews, if you're following along, I think it's Hebrews four. Well, no, let's go to Hebrews 10 first. All right, I think it's 19. Yeah, Hebrews 10, 19. This was like one of the first verses God ever spoke to me out of. It was really cool. All right, Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So every time I read stuff about the whole, it's called the holiest in the New King James Version. I like most holy place. I think that's the new international version. Um, but anytime you see that, to me, it's always talking about where God is, right? It's where he is, right? Obviously, like he's inside of us too, but he still is in heaven as well. And um, and so whenever it says that to me, every time I read about that, it's always talking about just knowing him, like intimacy, because it's throne, his throne room, right? So it says, therefore having boldness by the blood of Jesus. So that's the cool thing. So we can actually be bold when we approach him. Like we don't have to just be afraid and like scared. Like it's just like if you see, let's say the king, like a earthly king, people might be afraid to go into their presence. But if it's like their son, you know, they're not going to be afraid. They're just going to go, right? Because that's just like, it's your father. It's, you know, you're not like, you know what I mean? And obviously when you have, you know, with your father, you respect them as well. But so God wants us to actually have um, boldness when we come to him. And so, and it says by the blood of Jesus. That's the coolest part because I used to think that I had to like do all the stuff and, you know, make sure I was perfect for so many days before I could come to God boldly. But it actually says by the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus was already shed. So it's already settled. So we can all right, always have boldness to come to him because he already shed his blood and it's never going to change. And then it says by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God. And then it says here about drawing near again, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart or another translation says sincere, so a sincere heart and full assurance, uh, which also can mean entire confidence. So with the entire confidence of faith. So faith is what gives us that confidence, right? The full assurance. And what is our faith in? The blood, right? So that's really important. So drawing near to him, right? So I'm going to go to, on our way over to Ephesians, we're going to go stop in uh, Hebrews 4, 16 now. Um 
Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, this is like a really powerful verse because this again is talking about having confidence, right? Let us therefore come boldly to the throne. And another word is confidence to the throne of grace. Now, have you ever noticed that it says the throne of grace and it says that we may receive mercy and find grace? You would think that since it's the throne of grace that it would say receive grace. Like how... How would you have to find grace if it's at the throne of grace? You think that would be, right? But it's for a reason. Mercy always goes hand in hand when it comes to grace. And you can actually see that. I'll show you again in, in Romans 5 real quick. But um, it all, they always go together. Receive mercy, find grace. You have to receive his mercy. You have to believe that you are who, who he says you are, right? Because God doesn't lie. You have to believe that his word is true. You have to believe. You have to receive his mercy to find grace and to help you in your time of need. When are we never, when are we ever not in need? We're always in need, right? And so just to show you that in another verse, this was the Romans 5 thing I was telling you about. I was in for a while. I think it's 17. There's a bug by me. Okay. Um, yeah. For if by uh, Romans 5, 17, for if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to reign in life. <laughs> like, that's pretty amazing, right? So it says receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So again, it's about his mercy, right? Which is what makes us righteous, right? And then abundance of grace. So they always go hand in hand. So it's so important that we understand, like identity is huge. Identity is like the reason why I struggled for many years because I did not understand who I was and who God made me to be. So identity is like really important. So now we're going to flip over to Ephesians 3, I think it's 312. Let's see if I remembered correctly. Yes. Okay. Ephesians 3.12. In whom we have boldness, and it's talking about Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. So again, boldness, confidence, access, faith, they all go together, right? So in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. So he's not just saying we have boldness, but we have access with confidence through faith in him. So that's like pretty amazing. Like, God wants us to be bold. A lot of people sometimes will um, call that arrogance, but it's actually not. It's actually biblical boldness, and it's biblical to be confident when you come before God. It's all coming through what he's doing in you. It has nothing to do with what other people um, perceive, you know, and obviously you want to come off the right way to people, but, you know, I've had a lot of people call me prideful and arrogant over the years and they, you know, they just don't understand and it's fine. I don't take it personal, but it's, it's like, no, this is actually boldness. <laughs> like it's actually biblical to be bold before God. Cause that's what he wants us to be. Like Jesus paid a high price for us to be that way. So anyway, let's go to John 10. This is one of my, this is actually like one of my favorite verses. I have like a million of them, but um, all right, John 10, 28. Well, I'm going to start with 27 because I like that one too. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So that's like a really awesome, uh, verse about people who say you can't hear God right there. It says it right there. Hear my voice. It doesn't say read my words. It says hear my voice. So God does want to speak to us. Um, and I'm not just talking about like audible and you know, he can do that, but that's not really that common. He wants to speak to us in our hearts. Um, 
I know them, so God knows us, and we follow him, period, right? So I think it's in the beginning of John, it says the sheep hear his voice. Um, they don't follow the voice of the stranger. So we're going to follow something. So we're either going to follow the voice of the stranger or the voice of our shepherd, right? So Jesus. So that's who we want to follow. And then verse 28, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. I remember first discovering that verse when I was first Christian because I don't know if this happens, like some Christians can probably relate, but when you first get saved, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to backslide. Oh my gosh, Lord, please protect me. You get kind of like worried and you're like, I don't want to backslide, Lord. And it's like one of your fears that the devil's going to grab you and take you back to where you were. (laughs) And you know that your life has changed when you're worrying about that. Not that you should, but just shows you where your heart is, which is good. And, um, so anyway, when I discover that verse, wow, no one can take me out of his hand. Like we can walk out of his hand, but yeah. So anyway, um, they shall never perish, but I like the part that says he gives us eternal life. So it's intimacy. If, if eternal life is knowing him, it means he gives it to us, right? So what does he say? Ask and it'll be given, right? God loves questions. That's actually one thing I get in trouble for a lot is I ask a lot of questions and I think God actually put me in this time that I'm in now, like 2018 for a reason, because I, I literally like have so many questions. Like sometimes I will just write them down and then Google them later. Like I have a lot of questions and sometimes people get upset at it. And I'm just like, when I remember once I felt kind of bad and I'm like, Lord, why am I like this? And he's like, uh, asking it'll be given, you know, like he likes questions. God likes when you ask questions. So ask him questions or you can ask Google if there are science ones, which are usually the other ones. But anyway, so, um, I want to go to second Corinthians verse chapter 14. I think it's 13. So fourteen thirteen. So let's go there real quick. This is one of my favorite verses too. All right, Second Corinthians, thir- oh no, thirteen fourteen. Sorry, I said it wrong. Not fourteen thirteen, thirteen fourteen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. So that word communion means partnership, participation, communicate, fellowship, intimacy. Um, that's actually pretty amazing. <laughs> so we can actually have fellowship with Holy Spirit. He is God. He's with us. He's our teacher. He's our advocate. Jesus said. It's good that I go because if I didn't go, then I wouldn't send the helper, right? So he he calls him um, another, I think, I don't remember the exact words, and I always forget this one, but he basically says the same one, like another one, like one like me. He's sending God, right? And so um, anyway, now that I gave some verses, I just want to do some practical tips. So in addition to what I said, another thing that I like to do is I, I love listening to the audio Bible when I'm driving around and, you know, sometimes I actually live in the country, so I have to drive like far to get anywhere. And sorry, that was my table. And, um, so anyway, so I love to just put the Bible on wherever I want to listen. It doesn't matter. And this is a cool thing. Cause this is something I used to worry about too. So if this is something you were worrying about, and then maybe this is for you, I think there's a reason I'm sharing it. But, um, I used to worry that whenever I, read the Bible, I could be reading in the wrong spot, and oh no, I'm not going to hear from God because I'm not where he wants me to be. That used to be a concern of mine, and one thing God wants us to know is his word is living and active, so it actually doesn't matter where you read, he's going to speak to you. So um, if that was ever a concern of yours, that's what God told me, and it really helped me because I used to like worry about that stuff. And uh, so anyway, I'll listen to the Bible, and 
you know, sometimes it'll be chapters at a time. Sometimes it'll be just a few verses. And whenever God highlights something to me, so when I say that, I'm talking about when he points something out, like when I'm, when I think about it, when it, when it sticks out to you, like a verse, you'll know when it happens. Then I push pause and I just talk to him about it and I pray it. And sometimes I'll even like make memos on my phone with Siri so I don't have to take my eyes off the road, obviously. Um, and I'll like study it later because it's like, so cool like I'm I'm not even kidding sometimes I will like talk to God about this one verse for like an hour and then I'll be at my destination and I'm like I only got to listen to two verses you know and that happens and it's actually really fun so if you have a commute to work or school or whatever I highly recommend doing that it's really fun um or if you're able to read if you're not driving and you have a long drive or whatever like it's so fun to do I personally like the dramatized bible because it just it's cool sounding, like it sounds real, you know, like, you know, like they actually, it's not just like monotone for God so loved the world that he, you know, it's like actually like acting and stuff, but just like with voices. Um, I really like that. Some other things I like to do um, is whenever I think of God, this is a cool thing. So I used to think, I, I was messed up. <laughs> I used to think that, well, I wasn't messed up, but I, I had a pure heart that was taken advantage of. Let's just say that. Um, I used to think if I did not think of God 24-7, then I did not love him in love enough and that I was not even worthy to even talk to him because how dare I not think of him 24-7. That's what I used to think. And so thankfully, I was able to talk to Dan about this, Pastor Dan, which if you know me, you know that Pastor Dan's awesome. So if you haven't ever heard of him, which would be a miracle, unless this is the first time that you're listening to me, check him out. His name's Pastor Dan Moeller. But anyway, um, this is something that he said to me and it really changed my life. He said, when you think of him, talk to him. And it's so simple. You're like, oh my gosh, how did I not even think of that? And so it's really cool. So remember, if we draw near to him, he draws near to us, right? So if we tell God, Lord, I want to talk to you more. I want I want to think about you more. Will you remind me to think about you during the day? It's just that simple. He will. Like, you'll think of him. You'll, you'll notice. You'll be thinking of him more. And when that happens, I always take it as, wow, God, you're drawing near to me. Okay, I'm going to draw near to you. And so it's always like I take it as an invitation, you know. And it's really cool because it, it's just like, it's so exciting because you're like, God's drawing near to me, you know. Like, and it's just personal and and so, um, Matthew 6, 6, um, actually I'm going to go there real quick. I love Matthew 6, 6. It's one of my favorite verses too. I think every verse I've shared is one of my favorites. So I guess I have a lot. All right. Um, when you pray, where is it at? I'm in Matthew 5. No, here it is. All right. It says, but you, so you, right? That's even something crazy I've never noticed. Like, it says, but you, you know? So, it's it's personal. It doesn't say, but everyone. It says, but you. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So, if he sees in secret, what does that mean? He sees you there, right? So, he sees you. He sees you there, right? So, whenever you're praying in the secret place, he sees you there. So he's there, right? And so the cool thing about the secret place, and I think I've probably talked about this before, but it's really funny, so I'll say it again. Um, 
the translation of the Bible that I had when I first got saved said secret closet. So I used to like actually pray in my closet. I thought that's like the place you had to pray. So I actually like when I had like, it wasn't like a walk-in closet, you know, it was a good size, but not like walk-in. So I would like go in there under my clothes and like lay down and talk to God there. And it's kind of funny now that I think about it, but, and a little um, plug-in, I actually have a book on Amazon called The Secret Closet. So shameless plug. So it's a kid book. Um, but anyway, so I took it literal and prayed in the closet. But so God wants us whenever we pray, he wants us to, um, it's not just like what I'm trying to say here is it's not just literally going into your closet or literally going into your room. God lives inside of us, right? So we can meet him any time of the day inside of us. So it's not just about having like a, you know, an appointment with God, like, what kind of relationship with my spouse, with my husband, would it be if I just talked to him, like, for an hour every day at night and that was it? Like, not during the day. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't really be a relationship if I just, even a few minutes or an hour or whatever. Like, it's all throughout the day, right? That's that's how you get to know someone. So if you don't have that with God and you're wanting to, then just do it and make it as simple as, God, thank you that you love me. And I thank you that my desire is to know you and I want to walk with you, God. I don't just want to sit with you on the mountainside, God. I want to walk with you in the cool of the day, right? And so you want to walk with him. So you just ask him to help you and he will. Like, you'll see. It's really cool. He actually does hear us and he actually does answer our prayers and it's really cool. <laughs> and so anyway, so whenever you pray, you know, it can be inside of you, you know. And so sometimes, like, there's some people, you know, like, I've gotten a little taste of it. I don't have children yet, but, um, when I've babysat, like you don't even have time to like think for yourself. Like you, you know, if a mom even gets time every day alone with God, like in a room or whatever, you know, sometimes that's like a miracle and obviously you should try to do that. But sometimes we're in seasons where we can't, you know, and sometimes like Jesus, I mean, he, he often withdrew to pray, but there will also be times when he would be so like, you know, just surrounded by people like ministry ministry all the time and we don't have to get burned out because of that stuff because he learned how to walk with God and obviously he is God but he modeled he modeled what we're called to be right so he said follow me so we can follow him so that means we can do what he did right um and not just about healing and all that other stuff which that stuff's cool but it's it's walking with him it says I think it's in Daniel, I could be wrong, but it says those that know their God do exploits. And that's what it is. It's always about knowing. Knowing him is always like the center of everything. One verse I love in Ephesians 3, and I quote it often, is, um, I, I think it's Ephesians 3.19. Let me make sure though, because I am a little tired and I just want to make sure I'm not like falsely quoting the Bible. Yeah, see, I almost, no, never mind. I did quote it, right? Okay, Ephesians 3.19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So how can you know something that passes knowledge if you think about it? So it's two kinds of know. The word know is genosco, and it's like an experiential knowledge, a heart knowledge. And then um, knowledge is uh, gnosis, I think, and it's like a science. Like it's like a, you know, like basically your brain knowledge and your heart knowledge, basically. And so it says, know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Like, that's amazing to me. And I love how it says, know the love of Christ. It doesn't say, hear about the love of Christ. It doesn't say, read about it. It doesn't say, 
you know, meditate on it. It says no. So it's a relationship. It's always been about a relationship since the beginning. And so it's like so beautiful. I'm I'm just like, Jesus is so cool. He's so nice. <laughs> and so anyway, um, so some other tips that I wanted to give are whenever you're talking to him, you know, just do it when you think about it. And don't feel bad if you don't, you know, because that's just silly. Like, Jesus is bigger than how often we talk to him, right? But whenever, you'll see that as you start meditating on him and just giving him a part of your day, and this actually reminded me of another verse. I'm going to go to Proverbs 4, or Proverbs 3, I mean, while I'm talking. But you'll notice that as you're drawing near to him, he's drawing near to you, and you're just going to be aware of him more, you know, and it's always been the same. I mean, he's always been with you. And that's one thing that really... Oh man, all these all these verses. Okay, let me go to um John 14 real quick. All right. This is cool cuz I literally had no idea what I was going to say, and I usually have an idea. And so today I'm like, "Lord, just help cuz I have no idea what you want me to say, and I know you want me to do this, so I'm going to just do it by faith and he's providing all the verses. So that's pretty awesome." Okay, so John 14, I think it's 17. Yep, I'll say, okay, so I'm going to start with verse 16, actually. All right, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth is talking about Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then, yeah, that's it. So verse 18, well, I don't, I don't need to read 18. Okay, so 17. So first of all, two things. It says, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Notice it doesn't say it neither sees him nor knows him, but you see and know him. It just says, you know him. So it's not even about seeing him. It's not even about like, you don't, you can literally live completely free. Like, like, I don't want to say free because it's not like a bondage, but you can literally live your whole life and never feel the presence of God, never feel like he's with you and still have the most amazing relationship with him because it's always by faith anyway. And I think I talked about this in my last episode. And if you haven't listened to that one, it's about feelings versus faith, which is really good because a lot of people live by feelings. I used to. And so for me, I used to totally live by feelings. I used to have amazing encounters with God amazing and he's like so made himself so real to me crazy stuff I don't even talk about and I totally he took him all away because I was living by feelings so if I didn't feel him I thought he didn't love me if I didn't feel him I thought he left me when the word says the opposite he loves me because he died for me whether I feel him or not he loves me it's settled and so um we can literally never see his love ever but know him that's what I think is so amazing about that verse okay so then it says he dwells with you and will be in you but I like how it says but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and obviously that was before he came so he is in us now but it says for he will be with you and in you so if you think about it it says you know him because he's with you and in you how can you do anything but know him if he's always with you? Like if you have someone tagging along with you like your shadow, like all the time, in your car, every day, how are you going to not know them unless you're rude, right? So he's always with you. You can always tap into talking to him anytime because he's always with you. He's not just with you, he's in you. So he's like kind of like a stalker, like a 
holy stalker, I guess you'd say an awesome one, but he's with, he's not just in front of you. He's not just behind you. He's not just to the left of you and he's not just to the right of you. He's he's inside of you. So he's everywhere. Like wherever you turn, he's there. Like you can't get, you can't get away from his presence. That's what, uh, I don't know where it says that. It might be in Psalms maybe. Now I'm curious where that is. Yeah, I think it is in Psalm 139. But anyway, if I misquoted it, it says that basically wherever you go, he's there. Which is really awesome. Okay, so Proverbs 3. Um, This is a pretty popular verse, um, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall make your path straight or direct your path, some translations say. Mine says, actually, but I memorized the other translation. But anyway, um, so trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So we don't lean on our understanding. So what understanding are we leaning on? His, right? The Bible says also in Proverbs, in all of your getting, get understanding. So it's so important to have understanding. It's important to have wisdom because fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it says in James 1, I think, it says, if we ask him for wisdom, he will give generously and cheerfully to all. But when you ask, you must believe, right? So it's really just about a matter of believing because believing is what is in the way of us receiving things if you don't believe that he loves you and you don't believe that you're righteous you know like I was talking about earlier you're not going to draw near to him because how are you going to go to the the throne of grace if you can't receive his mercy if you can't receive the abundance the um, free gift of righteousness how are you going to receive the abundance of grace right and grace is what changes us it's what makes everything that we believe real in our hearts and lives Okay, so, um, anyway, so Proverbs, wow, I did not realize I was talking this long. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of long-winded. Okay, so, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So, the word acknowledge, if you look it up, I, like, cried when I found this because I was like, this is so beautiful. (laughs) So, sometimes God will uh, have me look up certain um, verses in Hebrew or Greek. Um, So, anyway, the word means... Be aware, uh, the word acknowledge, be aware, discover, be known, make self known, and make a familiar friend. That is so beautiful. So think of it like this. In all of your ways, make him a familiar friend and he'll direct your paths, right? Like how beautiful is that in all of your ways and everything that you do? That's what the Bible means when it talks about pray continually. Like how can you pray continually? It's, it's making him a familiar friend in everything you do. When you wash the dishes you know, making yourself available. Like God has taught me some pretty awesome spiritual truths while I was washing the dishes before. Like when I was at school, I remember him speaking to me out of a paintbrush that I saw, a dirty paintbrush. Like, you know, there's things that he will speak to you, but you just have to make yourself available because he wants to talk to you. He wants to teach you. It says that he will lead us into all truth. So it's so important that we understand these things. Um, Actually, in Proverbs 4, it says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. So it says, give attention to no understanding. So if you want to know this, then you you can. You just have to draw near, and you just have to do it. Just draw near to him. And that's really what, what the whole point of everything that I'm saying is. And he wants that relationship with us. Like, he wants to be our everything. He wants to be our best friend. He wants to be that place in our life and you can have it it's just a matter of growing in it you know and don't worry like if you feel like you don't have it it's never about feelings and if you listen to that other um episode that I did you'll 
never care about feelings again after it, hopefully. <laughs> um, because feelings just are a dime a dozen. They have nothing to do with truth. They have nothing to do with faith. And that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. So, um, anyway. Um, okay, sorry, I got distracted by my cat. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I just wanted to encourage you guys in that. Um, hopefully this made sense. The main thing, if I leave you with anything, is to remember that Jesus paid such a high price for us to know him and to walk with him that, you know, if anything keeps you from him, if anything keeps you from, from knowing him and from walking with him, it's always a trick. It, it's always a lie because he paid a price for us to get into his presence. It's his blood that gives us confidence, right? Um, it's his blood that we, we draw near by faith, right? So that's like why he came. So he could restore us back into relationship with him. So if there's ever anything that, that tells you you can't have it or whatever, just don't believe it. Believe what the word says over what you feel, what it seems like. Um, you know, Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. And I always like to say there's a way that is right to Jesus and it always leads to life. So remember that. So if you're not being led to life, then you're not being led and how God would do it. Like, you know what I mean? And, um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Okay, so there's one more verse I want to read. It's actually in Colossians 2, verse 6. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. It also means walk in union with. Um, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught. So abounding in it with thanksgiving. So it's super important. Like faith is like the key. We walk by faith. If we walk with God, then we have to walk by faith, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we walk by faith and faith is always the answer. Um, you know, even just back to, to Psalm 27, the verse we started with. It says, when you said, said, seek my face, my heart is said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek. I love how intimate that is. He's such an intimate God. And so when you seek his face, it's always by faith, right? Because we're going to see him face to face someday. We don't right now, but we can by faith right now. Like physically we don't, but by faith we can. And so whenever we actually like meet him someday in real life, like you know, like physically, it's going to be so amazing. And it's going to be something that you've already been entering in because it's something that we have now, right? And so the verse I was reading earlier in Colossians, sorry, let me turn back. I kind of turned um, Colossians. I don't even remember where I was. Oh yeah. Chapter two, walk in him or walk in union. So it's always about walking, right? So walk in him, walk in union with him. Um, and it's always about intimacy. Everything always you know, flows through that place. There's a verse that says all things were created through and for him. And if you want to like read some really good, um, like intimate verses, just close friend, you know, close verses. Um, oh, that, well, this is like totally off topic, but the verse I was talking about earlier about disciplining, I just opened to it. It's proverb. It's in uh, Hebrews 12, just so you know, <laughs> but one really good book of the Bible is song of songs. And if you read it in the context of Jesus and his bride, which is you, it's actually like super beautiful. Like one of my favorite verses is, I think it's 214. Let me see if that's where it is. Let's see if I have it memorized. Yes. Okay, 214. This is God speaking. Oh, my dove in the clefts of the rock in the secret places. There's that word secret place again. And the rock is Jesus, right? 
and the secret places of the cliff. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And so remember that. So that's, that's God's desire. So I really recommend you going on a journey with Jesus and Song of Songs. <laughs> like start there. It's really good. It's really beautiful. And um, just, just remember he's always with you. You can't do anything to not be with him because he's always with you. So all you can do is just get to know him because he loves you, right? So anyway, I think this is actually the ending. I thought it was earlier, but um, hopefully this makes sense. And um, if you have any questions, you can message me. I'm on Reddit. Like I said, I have a um, sub on there that I made and it's Friends of God. And um, so I guess if you have any questions, just let me know. And remember that Jesus loves you. And I just want to pray over you guys. So I feel to do this. So I'm going to pray. All right, Lord, I just thank you for the people that um, took the time to listen to me talk for a long time. And I just thank you, God, that you are just giving inside of them a heart to know you. You've already given them that heart, God, but I ask that you would just stir it and waken it even more. And God, I ask that you would teach them who they are as sons and daughters, God, that you would teach them identity, that you would teach them that you have made them righteous and that you are plant, you have planted them by the streams of water, God. And all they can do is bear fruit by abiding in you. So God, I just thank you that you're teaching them that, that, that you're teaching them how to walk with you, God, and that you're going to give them practical tips and advice, God. And you're going to just show them, God, that you're going to show them and teach them how to know you because you teach us all things. You lead us into all truth. So I thank you that you're going to teach them how to walk with you and, um, you're just going to keep establishing them and, and rooting and grounding them in love, God. And I thank you for truth. I thank you for truth setting them free. I thank you that you're teaching us all how, how to continue in the word so that we can know the truth and the truth will set us free. Um, so I just thank you for that, God. Thank you for, for just intimacy, God. I thank you for giving them hearts to be close with you and to walk close with you. Well, I want to say live close with you because we are already close. You've already brought us near by the blood of Jesus. That's what your word says. So you've already brought us near. So God, I just thank you that you're just um, establishing that in their heart. And for those who yearn for you, God, I thank you that you're going to satisfy that and, and grow them in that, God. And for those that desire just to know you but don't know how, I just thank you that you're quickening their minds and you're you're opening their understanding just like you did in the end of Luke. You're opening their um, minds so that they can understand. And I thank you that you have given them eyes to see and you have given them ears to hear and that they have feet to walk with you, God. They have eyes to look into your eyes. They have um, hands to hold your hand, God. And I just thank you for a path of closeness for every person listening to this, God, that no matter what happens, even if they fall into, you know, condemnation and other lies and all that other stuff, God, I just thank you that, that you are helping them with that and that you are, um, just teaching them and teaching them to go through that, God. And just, um, just thank you for truth and setting them free. And, we just bless everyone listening in Jesus' name. Amen.